Hi, I'm the comedian and quizzer Paul Sinha, and I cannot recommend highly enough the benefits of listening to the Promoter Mouth podcast. Do it now. on my mic's working and uh, here we are episode number seven of the promoter mouse podcast i like saying that at the start yeah Hello. every time yeah how are you doing Kai? even though it says it on all the graphics and things good afternoon afternoon hello pavlo talking about graphics i was looking at the logo and i think it's excellent i know i said it before it looks like uh, a cheeky ass in a tire but also if you look at it in another way it looks a little bit like the batman logo Yes, and I also thought it looked a bit like Apple, and I was wondering if they're going to come and get us, because it's, it's got a bit of the Apple about it, hasn't it? The Apple shape. Which Apple? The Apple. Because the, they had a big to do with the Beatles Apple, didn't they? Oh, did they? Did yeah, they try yeah. and shut them down after they... Yeah, they lost. Yeah. They, you, oh, they... it might have been the other way around. Either way, it was unresolved. Apple Records, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're, I think that's still a thing, isn't it? Apple Records? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, I should know, I'm, I'm sure people are going, of course it fucking is. Should uh, we start the podcast with a conversational cul-de-sac? <laughs> should we do that? Should we do that? That's a bit like that po- podcast, uh, you know the one, uh, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> we did slagging off podcast last week, didn't we? We can't they make that into a feature. Have you been up to much uh, this week? Yeah, I have, uh, intermitt- intermittently. Um after leaving here last week, the following morning, um, I went to London uh, to take the missus up the shard. Oh, nice. There's a long way to go, but that's where you've got to go. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right, actually. Um, it was nice. Basically, you pay 30 quid to sit in a nice bar, and um, and it's expensive once you're there, but it's lovely yeah, views. Yeah. And But it is nice. And we uh, we found out that the most efficient way of drinking was to drink the house doubles, which were sort of premium drinks, but they sort of chose a premium drink, which was a house double. So I was drinking double whiskies for a tenner because everything else was like 17 quid. Yeah, I mean, you're going to buy a pint for about eight quid anyway, aren't you? Yeah, well, when I, when I first got there, and they gave me a um, bottle of... Corona, I think it was for seven quid, like a little bottle of Corona, and and the missus got a uh, uh, glass of champagne for eighteen pound a glass of champagne. Whoa. Yeah, I know. So we we sat that and it's we good went. Good job. Birthdays only come once a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And uh, yeah, we went on the doubles and uh, uh, got a little bit wobbly. And uh, and then afterwards, afterwards we went to uh, um, Marco Pierre White's restaurant. Nice. How yeah, was that I'm, experience? Because well, you were looking forward to that. Yeah, um, I didn't post any reviews, but I think on the last last week we were we were debating whether or not Marco Pierre White might be a, a wanker or not. Yeah, yeah. So I, I haven't got good authority that I think he might be. Okay, yeah, because I did say um, that he looks like a bastard, and I guess you know. Well, if people are, other people are saying that, it's not just me. Well, I I ordered this uh, rump steak, and when they come over and ask you how it's going. I pointed out that there was an awful lot of gristle to steak. I know it was rump, and she pointed out because I ordered it rare, the uh, gristle hadn't actually um, like cooked away. Right. But I've eaten a lot of rump steak. 
not only in Weatherspoons. No, if they're cooked but, right, then you've rendered the fat down yeah. as a part of that process. It, it was a mess. It was a complete mess. And, uh, and the lady decided to sort of make out that I didn't understand steaks. Oh, that was off. going wrong. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Oh, do you know what? I'm, I don't buy steaks in restaurants, uh, or very rarely do I, because I've discovered the ultimate steak experience comes from Aldi Supermarket. Well, yeah, I was going to say this because they are they are nice. Do you know what they, they sell though? They sell wagyu ribeye steaks in Aldi. Believe yeah. it or not, and okay, it's not the Japanese A five wagyu, but for about seven and a half quid, you can get a ribeye wagyu steak. Loads of marbling. They yeah, are yeah. bloody lovely steaks. I, I go into Aldi for steaks. I, I, I buy a steak. Some of those uh, vegetables that you stick in the oven and and have some sort of one of those microwavable. Um, not rice. What's the thing that's like rice? <laughs> that, that that stuff that uh, one of those things that's like rice that, um, that middle class people eat. Oh yes, couscous. <laughs> no, not couscous. Um, ah, you know, God, it's going to be one of those. Anyway, anyway. no, no, I'm, I, I think we should press this a bit further. <laughs> I was, it's like know. rice. Yeah, it's is, like rice. Is it the pasta? It's a grain. Stuff? It's a grain. Okay. And it's in the grain section. Like, there's no way I'm going to remember now. My mind's gone, fuck off, Paul. You're not remembering this. Move on. As it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, if anybody out there listening knows what what Paul's talking about, because he doesn't, and well, well, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, come back to me. Yeah, I don't. But anyway, back to Marco Pierre White's. When, when, when the lady asked how it was, and I sort of grumbled a little bit about the steak, I was getting kicked under the table by the missus. She, she, she didn't want me to sort of complain. Mm. Uh, so I sort of backed off. And to sort of break the ice a little bit with the lady, who was getting a little bit full of with superior, superiority and sort of trying to tell me that I didn't know about steaks. She was I, just shitting herself that she didn't want to go back to the kitchen with it because she knows Marco Pierre White's in there. Well, he, no, he wasn't. Right no, I said to him, I said, does, does he turn up here? Is he here? And she said, well, he's not here, but he does turn up. So I said, well, what's he like? What's he like when he turns up? And then she started shifting around nervously, wondering what to say and all of that. I bet they're it. all on edge, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, he likes things a certain way. So what does that mean then? <laughs> he said, well, when he t- comes up, he points out all the stuff that he'd like to be done slightly differently. Uh, okay. I said he's a wanker then. Yeah. But like she didn't say no, and she started giving me the sort of eyebrow sort of raises as if to say, yeah, nailed on, Paul. Was, Definitely. Was the experience at Marco Pierre White's restaurant all it was cracked up to be? <sighs> Probably not, actually. I, I got a nice glass of wine, and then I Googled it, and I paid what? 18 quid for a glass of wine. Yeah. And 8 quid in Tesco's. It's 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 15 pound a bottle. Okay. So so was it better or worse than your Christmas experience at the the pub that we're not naming just up the road uh, from Loddon? Uh is that, that is a type of bird that you see at the seaside. Uh, yeah, um, it, it was markedly better than that. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, look, apart from the steak, it's it's a lovely place to eat. Um yeah, it's sort of nice enough. It's actually it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, it's it's supposed to be high end in there, but I don't think it is. I think it has a. It's almost themed as high end rather than an actual high end stuff because there's a lot of people in there with vouchers for this, that, and the other. So it's people who wouldn't normally go to a high end restaurant treating themselves. So, buying those experience packages, aren't they? Yeah, ex- exactly that. Which is you know fair enough, and 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 I think that partially explains. They're looking down the nose from the uh, 
from the waitress or waiter, female waiter, whatever's politically correct guy. Well, it's but nothing. I mean, it sounds. You know, there's that. What's that prick off the internet? Um, Salt Bay. Have you seen that guy's restaurant where there's the bills like three and a half grand for a steak and, and a bottle of wine, a gold steak. The guy who was at the World Cup holding the World Cup, the salty bloke who sprinkles salt on everything. I don't know the guy. You, you must know him. No. Didn't you see him when he was at the World Cup and he managed to get himself on the pitch? He's a restaurant owner. Right. And he owns this uh, restaurant where all the stars go. And you'll buy, I think, something like £32 for a Red Bull and vodka. Something like ah, that. Right, and, right, um, right. and he was on the football pitch at the end with the celebrations. I've got a vague recollection. Yeah, of and he's in amongst, he's got the glasses and yeah. he looks like an absolute turd. It's a weird thing, isn't it? I mean, like, you've you got some eating establishments and they they want to the people who run the place want to feel more superior than the people who pay money to be there yeah, yeah. I've had that, had that a few times and it's like you know. does that make good service I used to work in a harvester and get decent tips um all you've got to do is be friendly and give them their food yeah exactly if you give them yeah. their food on time yeah. have a little bit of banter with them yeah. I used to get tips off of um because I was one of the only male waiters in the in the harvester over time you realize that the blokes get bigger tips off of the uh, off of the couples um, because often the female partner of the if there's a bloke and a, a couple together yeah. um, and the waitress comes over and is you know chatting and being friendly and uh, then sometimes they get less tips uh, because the women think they're floating yeah. with their partners all right, all that, right, that right, kind right. of came up that was from some experienced waitresses maybe I, I could see that they would feel a, bit, a little bit threatened yeah definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird thing tipping, isn't it? Years ago, I was a Channel 5 retuner, and that was in the 90s. And when Channel 5 were putting their signal out, it was knocking out the signals for VSR, VCRs. So the VCRs all needed a knob twiddling around the back so that when the Channel 5 signal was broadcast, it didn't mess up your VCR signal. Mm. Right? So they sent an army of people around to people's houses. And I got, I'd uh, been... I'd left a job just at a time to get this sort of gig, and it was, it was all right paid. But what it meant was I was in people's houses all the time, sort of doing these VCRs. And, um, yeah, occasionally you'd, they'd tip you. Just Strangers would just tip you for going in. And, and twiddling it, their knobs. Just were twiddling their knobs. It was, a, it was a right funny job. But, yeah, I, what I found was, like, it was always like the little old lady had nothing. It'd give you a tip, and you didn't want to take it, you know. Well, eventually, you just like they were pretty insistent, so they'd give you, like, a couple of quid or a five, and it's like, oh, thank you very much, very you know. Nice, so yeah. they must do that all the time, and you know, you chat to them or whatnot. But I tell you, I did see on that, right? Uh, do, do you remember Ethel from EastEnders? Yes, she answered the door to me, right? I shit you not, she answered the door, and I was there with sort of all this Channel 5 garb on me, a little sort of record bag with Channel 5 and a Channel 5 coat. And she looks at me and she goes, Shoo, you nasty man, shoo. <laughs> and I was stood there looking at it. And like, I was still thinking, fucking hell, that's Ethel from EastEnders. Where's Rolly? You know? And then she's just like losing her shit. And then she, and I said, like, Can you just sign this and say I've been round? She said, No, I can't. Shoo, shoo, you nasty man. <laughs> like that. Because you were Channel 5. I, I, no, I did. She, she was I BBC think probably, through and through. I think, well, I, I, I'm second guessing here, Kai, but I think it's probably nothing to do with Channel 5 more to do with that she might have been fucking mental (laughs) (laughs) 
that brings us nicely on to something we were going to chat about today, um, isn't that um, people have, who have uh, had some fame uh, who live in this area? Yeah, there's a few. And we were knocking back a few messages, weren't we, about um, yeah. who who's around? And I started it out, and and interestingly enough, the one that I sent you, saying, "Oh, this guy lives." What was it? You started it. Did you start the ball rolling with with somebody famous lives there, or did I? Anyway, no, I think it was you. And it, funny enough, he was not at the gig last night but he was in the bar afterwards and i was chatting to him and it's somebody called hugo myatt and you don't know who he is no and most of the people listening probably don't know who he is but when i say that uh and this will this will um probably ring a few bells with people of a certain age there was a children's tv show back in the early 90s late 80s um and it was called nightmare and it was a bit like i suppose from memory, it was a bit like the crystal maze for kids, but then the kids had a helmet on, dressed as a knight, and they couldn't see anything, and their friends guided them through these puzzles and things like that. Right. Now that makes sense. Do you remember it? I would, well, no, I remember the WhatsApp message you sent me, and I thought, what's this about? <laughs> I thought you remembered the show. <laughs> no, I've no idea. I've... Anyway, Hugo Myatt was the games master. He was the guy who did all the... Uh, all the introductions and and he I'm, took care of proceedings and he lives in London. He was at the pub last night. Lovely ah, bloke to chat to. Okay, right, he's got right. he's got a wonderful actor's voice and he just beguiles you with stories of his youth and his uh, private school education and boarding school and things uh, like that. Yeah, it was lovely. So yeah, Hugo Myatt is the man's name. And um, you then sent me one saying, "Isn't there somebody else who lives?" You mentioned, but yeah, it, lo- local people. Uh, they're, they're, they're all due respect to Hugo, but there's better ones. I mean, Beverly Callard has been showing her face around here off of uh, Coronation Street. When you say better ones, oh, it's a bit, it's a savage. More famous. Yeah, yeah. Bev Callard, she was, um, she kept popping up at the uh, White Horse on a couple of occasions when she first moved to the area. Yeah, she did, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, did, she, did she not go to one of your gigs? Coronation Street, wasn't she? Yeah, Coronation Street, yeah. No, she hasn't been to my gig yet. Okay. I don't think so. No, she hasn't been to my gig yet. Get to sponsor. And okay, um here's another one. Just up the road. I think it's just past Hales. Janet Street Porter moved into town. Yeah, I heard about that. I did hear about that. And I think she's been on telly talking about the um public footpaths and stuff like that. I once sent okay. a message out to through her agent asking if the lovely Janet Street Porter would uh, come and be a judge at my Dirty Dozen competition. I got a short reply, let's say. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> No, that was not one for her, I think, was the was the, um, was yeah. the reply. Yeah, you wonder if they've even asked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. That, that happens a lot with comedians as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's not one for him. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to book an act that I was at his first gig, and um, it's John Richardson. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were in, in Bath, I think it was at the Moles Club. Um, it was for the BBC New Act competition back in about 2004. And John Richardson was having his first gig, and I was on about my third gig, and he was bricking it. He was really thinking about bailing out, and I was just saying, no, just do it, you'll have fun. And he did it, um, and and got through. He went up to Edinburgh. Um, and I've been trying to book him, and he I've booked him a few times for gigs and, and gigged with him um, numerous occasions. So I've been trying to book him, and I did get in, um, in touch with him at one point saying, would you fancy it? And he was just too busy and getting too famous. Yeah. And yeah. sort of left it out. Well, maybe on, you know, sort of when when things start subsiding, maybe I'll be back on that circuit. But yeah, it's very hard to get him. But yeah. um, John, if you're listening, and we know you probably will at some point. No. 
<laughs> I've got his email address still, so I, yeah. I can keep trying. But you can see he's he's, he's out of my league at the yeah, moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But What's you never know. Charity gig or something. If you put one on, you never know. You, 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 well. you never know. You never know. Um, it, local famous people. Yes. Um, I don't think you could. I didn't live locally, but did have a house locally. Um, Johnny Depp. Did he have a Norfolk? He had a Norfolk That's residence, right. I believe. Oh, no, I don't. I'm not sure now. I think it might have been in uh, somewhere near Gillingham. The missus told me where where it was, and I've I've forgotten. Do you call it Gillingham? Oh, I've got it wrong, ever. Well, I thought it was Gillingham. Oh, it might be Gillingham. Well, there's a Gillingham in Kent as well, and it's spelled exactly the same. But anyway, it should have a J, not a G, really, shouldn't it? Uh, not know. necessarily. Well, no. No, but apparently, and I bet this is sort of gone into uh, lod and folklore. Uh, he apparently went for a meal in Rosie Lee's, which is no longer there. Now you told me this the other day, and I was like, I cannot believe that. Is it true? And I looked it up, and the only evidence I found for that was um, some review that was written saying, "If it's good enough for Johnny Depp, yeah. it's good enough for me." Yeah, something like that. So um, we are going to verify that fact, whether Johnny Depp actually went for a sausage sandwich or whatever. That will yeah. find out what he had um, at Rosie Lee's. Now, Rosie Lee's isn't there anymore. Burnt Car- bacon sandwich at <laughs> Rosie yeah. Lee's. Did he, come out, did he come out like I did when I went in, smelling of breakfast? You said there was another one that used to live here years ago. Yeah, Davy Jones from the Monkees. Yeah, apparently lived there. Well, his sister, he used to visit... Now, now I said he lived here. I've done a bit of research on that. And the um, the Wikipedia entry said citation needed about living in Loddon as a young boy. Now, a little bit of closer inspection. His sister lived in Loddon and Thurton, and he used to visit a lot in the 60s and 70s. Right. And so when word got around, there'd be loads of people outside on um, Lehman Grove. Or Lim- oh, no. Le- right. Is it Lehman? Lehman. Yeah, so John. Don't ask me to pronounce a local place name. Lehman Can Grove. I mean? Anyway, he used to, yeah, come and visit. So Davy Jones used to pop along. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's not, not long since passed, has he? Blessing, but. Yeah. Well, another weird one. I mean, not so far away from here. My Where I spent a lot of my time living, Lowestoft. Um, Michael Caine lived in Lowestoft. I listened to his uh, autobiography, and he referred to Lowestoft as the romantic city of Lowestoft. Well, it's not a city, <laughs> but that's where he met his wife. And he was like a, a local sort of amateur actor at a, a theatre there. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll take that one. Yeah. And right. weren't you in a chip shop recently? Yeah, yeah. The best. Well, this is a weird one, right? So, So my son was lamenting to me about how it's difficult to be in a band and play guitar in Lowestoft. So he wants to move to the bright lights of Norwich, right? So as we were having that discussion, we, we go into the fish and chip shop and sat down there in Alton Broad, right? Justin Hawkins Ooh. from The Darkness. I mean, that's sort of blown his theory out of the window, isn't it? Because he lives, he's from Lowestoft and he lives in Switzerland now and he's sat there. Wow. Yeah, so seeing Justin Hawkins, I didn't say anything to him or anything like that. I'm, 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 I'm an absolute rubbish fanboy. But um, yeah, we sat there for a while. Uh, my son was sat opposite me. I didn't want to sort of say, look over there. That's uh, that's Justin Hawkins. So I, I wrote it down on my phone and passed it to him. And he was already seeing it and he was like buzzing. That's a good spot. 
what, one thing I wanted to sort of talk about up front, because we always push this to the end, and there's a higher likelihood of people not reaching the end than there is at the beginning. Uh, one of the things we're doing is Patreon, isn't it? We've got a, a link on our page. If you think, if you've listened, if you listen regularly to this and you think it's worth a pound a week, that's probably what it works out. So for about four quid, um, you know, it 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 would be nice. And as we sit here today, and when we're not really pushed this, there's nobody that's given us a pound a week. So you Even stand a chance of being the first ever Patreon. Yes, I'm and you will for, forever be held in high esteem. Now you can't all be first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even my wife hasn't hasn't signed up yet. No, no. Um, do you know what she said? The best thing about the podcast is she's very supportive. But do you know what she said? The best thing about our podcast is I I, I do know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I tidy my room every week before you come round. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, that was that's, her positive that's, feedback. That's definitely the, the 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 most wife thing that she could have said, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, would do yeah. <laughs> long may it last. Well, if you're still listening and you were wondering what the hell is all this, um, over to you, Pablo. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, we have joined together with the joint aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Now, it's a good job. Well done, by the way. Oh, thank you, Kerry. Excellent, excellent. Um, oration there um, what we haven't done we haven't talked about any comedy yet no no and in a week where you've sold out two gigs I did yeah and I was at the first one over there at the Bear and Bells in Beckles and that was a brilliant night all the acts were good do you want to do you want to list the acts yeah there was uh, there was uh, Tajua Melungay who opened up um, from London um, lovely chap stayed at mine he did both gigs at here and at the uh, Sorry, I had the white horse the day after. Um, Andrew Thompson, he was a nice find, wasn't he? Yeah, gentle, yeah, yeah. gentle Scottish uh, open. Well, he's he's on the open mic circuit, but um, really amiable, silly chap. Loved it, um, and the audience really enjoyed it too. Anyway, and then there was uh, Mark Flynn, another really solid act. Um, yeah. I I had him on at the white horse the next night. He did really well there as well. And Mike Gunn closing. Yeah, yeah. What a, what a good night of comedy that it's was! Fantastic. Mm. I, I I was chatting with Taj and is it Taj? Taj one. Yeah. Tad, Tad. Um, I was, I was chatting, sorry if you're listening, Tad. Um, you're probably used to people getting your name wrong, aren't you? To be fair. Uh, I mean, he, apologies. He, I, I don't even think he knows how to pronounce it. No, no. But he's a lovely bloke. And again, Mark Flynn I was chatting with both both lovely guys, and both did really well as as did did, did Andrew. In, Although I didn't actually chat with Andrew, but. But yeah, no, it's good. And the next night at the White Horse, last night, um, Andrew Thompson didn't do it, but Craig Smalls came along, and Brilliant. he was at the in the Dirty Dozen. Right, you yeah. know, lovely, really, really good, strong middle um, with Mark Flynn. And interestingly enough, they were with Mike Gunn's comedy course. They did the course with him. I thought there was sort of some with Mark Flynn. I thought there was some similar similar sort of um, cadences in his in his delivery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it really nice to see that you know. Mike's doing a great job of uh, nurturing new yeah, comics, yeah, yeah. and and they're they're nailing it's it. It's always nice to see it. I, I thought Mark, his just his accent more than his delivery, but reminded me of Ian Jory. But I think he's from the same part of the world. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. nice. Yeah. 
But yeah, I did enjoy that. And the other weird thing that happened at these gigs, I got a, I got a text from you this morning, and I, I was up at half past six this morning to do a mad run, right? But I didn't I, go to bed much I, before that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I figured, yeah, uh, and this keeps happening. I get texts from you, and I we sort of, I think we keep different hours a lot of the time. But um, yeah, I got this text from you, and, and there was a video on there, and there was a guy, and I first watched it with the sound <laughs> down, and there was a guy running towards you. Uh, looking a bit mental, and then he ran past, and then and I thought, what's going on there? So, and I, I assumed it was an act. You thought it was I, Craig Smalls, didn't you? Yeah, I think it did because it was because he wasn't there the night before, and I thought, is that just I, this is some <laughs> drunken clowning around on the way back from the gig? Did he stay over, Craig? No, no, he didn't, no, he didn't, didn't. no. So, so uh, well, I, I sort of assumed that might have been the case. I thought, what's going on here? Was some drunken it was shenanigans. A fucking loon. We came out about half twelve or something after packing up. Yeah, well, the missus watched it with the sound up, and I realised what was going on. And so it was, it was still a bit incongruent because this guy was turning up like being proper mental, yeah. shouting that he had a knife. I've and, got a and, fucking and, knife. And, I'm and killing he, you. I'm killing you. And he's running towards me. And his face is—he's obviously being decked yeah, by yeah, someone. He's just had a kick in somewhere down the road. Um, yeah, but yeah. you know he's got dirt all over his back where he's been been sparked out. And I don't—I think it must have been his defence mechanism running to. Yeah, sort yeah. Of because he thought he might be attacked again, I don't know. Maybe, um, the but, fight or flight. But he came running towards me. On reflection, I don't think I responded in a, in a natural way. Yeah, you was filming him. I would, I, well, I heard him come and I thought, oh, I'm going to film this uh, for a change. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I normally miss this sort of shit. Um, TikTok, here I come. Anyway, he comes legging it towards me going, I've got a knife, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh no, I'm killing you, I'm killing you. Anyway, um, I just sort of stood there and stepped aside and he did run towards me and he was going, who's that? Who are you? As he ran past, um, and then you know, I sort of, I sort of clocked that he didn't actually have a knife. If he was wielding a machete, that and he actually said, "He's not got a knife," yeah, and sort of laughed to our friends who were behind. Yeah. Oh, see, see, that bit's not on the video, yeah, so I wasn't yeah. sure he hasn't got a knife. I thought he was, to, I thought he was doing a piece of the camera, which was <laughs> mental, almost as mental as him. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, so. That that happened, and uh, yeah, I've, I've put it on TikTok, and it's got about 5,000 views in the last few hours, so... Yeah, you, know, oh, you did put it on TikTok. It, it's, all, it's all good. We'll it's post good. it to the uh, Facebook but, yeah, comedy, I, I, uh, the promoter mouse I certainly page. didn't respond in the way that I probably should have done. Um, I was, I think I've, I was more disappointed that he didn't know who I was. But the weird thing that got me, right, if somebody was running towards me saying I've got a knife and they were covered in blood, yeah. my fight or flight would have shot... You know, they, that would have kicked in. And you, yeah. and you were filming him, laughing at him, because he didn't have a knife. I didn't flinch, yeah. <laughs> was, um, was, was that because you'd been adrenaline doubt because you were emceeing all night? I or don't know, I don't you, know. Did I think, you have a few beers or what? I mean, On reflection, I think probably it, it, it could have gone a lot worse than it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> we'll put the video on the Promoter Mouths page on Facebook. And you decide, did I... Was, yeah. Was was my uh, reaction to this incident appropriate? And well, what would you have done? You never know till you tested. <laughs> well, but, I'm still here. Yeah, you are still here. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. It, I, I thought it was a weird reaction, but um, yeah, how are you going to react when you know? I mean, if if somebody comes at you with a knife, I don't suppose they expect somebody to be filming them and laughing them, uh, laughing at them at the same time. <laughs> 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 and I, I did shout something else as I as I got nearer to my car, as I went round the side, uh, ran into the car park. 
Um, yeah, I did. I did swear at him, but hey, he was nearly in Thurton by that time, as yeah. somebody observed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, we we try and paint this podcast that's been broadcast from an idyllic English market town, and every week we come on with more more crime and. <laughs> misdemeanors yeah that's, yeah that's England for you yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, is a, it is an idyllic market town I mean you know look it up on look up Loddon on on uh, Wikipedia and it's like nothing I mean yeah. it, it got voted village of the year or something on the uh, you know on, on the notice yeah board and it's, it's definitely not as stabby as I'm kind of as last night might suggest yeah yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we managed to wind it back to local again from the comedy, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. Well, that's where the comedy's at, isn't it? Yeah, we started yeah, yeah. talking, but that was the gig. Uh, yeah. Anyway, two fantastic nights. You've got one coming up with uh, Mick Miller. That's this month, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I've been. I'm looking forward to that. I've been. I've been advertising it. Uh, I, I realised to put it. It's on uh, February the seventeenth. Southwold Arts Centre and Goldstone's Ocean Room. Yeah. Um, it's actually during half term, which is always a nightmare to bloody push, and Valentine's weekend. Well, so, you so say that, but people often say that. There's, like, if tickets are slow, they'll say, oh, everyone's away. And I'm like, no, they're not. There are, there are far more people here than have gone away, and we've just got to find them. I'll tell you what, there was a gig I did not so long back, and everybody was away, honestly. Out of the sort of 20 people I know personally, there was at least sort of seven of them abroad, Christmas shopping and whatnot. Yeah, but when you've got 140 seats to fill, it's a drop in the ocean, isn't it? There are a lot more people you've got to try and reach. Yeah. I'm not not questioning your promotional techniques, but all I'm saying is... Um, they are out there, and that's part. Yeah, of the, that's why yeah, it's hard. Are, down, yeah. That's why it's hard down in these parts yeah. to find those people and and actually build that community and keep keep them coming back. But um, yeah, people say everyone's away. I don't. I don't. I don't go with that. Uh, not everyone's away, but sometimes, sometimes for reasons that you can't explain, it doesn't really go. And then you look for reasons to explain it. Oh, well, down well, here, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is like you know this 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 one's particularly bad or anything. We but we, we talked about other pubs, didn't we, in the in the area and the hierarchy of pubs. And I think there there is certainly, and I've I've experienced it through promoting gigs that there are some people that just. Um, by choice, wouldn't set set foot in the in the I've white had, horse. I've ended up example. getting into a cul-de-sac, basically saying this gig's not really selling well. So can we cut that bit out? Yeah, <laughs> is that all right? <laughs> Let's go. Well, all I wanted to say about that really was that I've been advertising it on Facebook, saying uh, treat her like a lady, bring her to the, bring her to uh, the comedy night this Valentine's. We don't we can't sell tickets for this gig, so uh, yeah, come on, come along. Nobody yeah. wants to come, and I'm I, I'm feeling like shit. <laughs> I'm feeling like shit. Come to comedy. <laughs> uh, so you've got Mick Miller. Yeah, we love Mick Miller. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And he, he is, he is an old. I remember watching him as a kid. How uh, are tickets with, with, going? Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic, mate. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got. <laughs> uh, no, do you know what? I think I think we keep this in. It's fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think millions of people are gonna you know the the people that listen to this will appreciate what's just gone down. I think a good bit of podcasting there. <laughs> All right, well let's see, let's see how it goes. Uh, yeah. So anyway, plenty plenty of time. Anyway, you'll sell it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That's definitely gonna be sold out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
advertising gigs in venues um some some venues will just put a poster up some don't even do that in some gigs do they um some venues will have a few flyers knocking about um the bear and bells did you see what they did with the tables they've got those little stands with with the leaflet in like, on like, every table it's like a little a3 um, a3 a5 stand um with the comedy advertised do, so, do, do so you think that might have been the difference between because like when you did it last time you you didn't get so many in didn't i you? think so um and they're trying to sell more tickets behind the bar so that they can also get people to eat and i think that's fair enough yeah you yeah. know they can you, you know pitch them for for getting a table to book as well yeah. um um the point I'm making is those little tabletop things they're really really effective because everybody sits down everybody's a bit you know their mate goes for a piss they'll read it um they're putting it in the menus as well with all the different events yeah, so right. if there are any venues that that um do promote gigs um music or otherwise anything get it on your tables so that everybody that sits down for a drink sees what you're doing because that yeah. doesn't happen in many pubs people say yeah we, we work hard to promote it but that's a very small cheap gesture yeah. Um, and it's a little A5 stand that sits up, and in it is a um, yeah a little poster of what you're doing. Honestly, get on it. It's really really good. If you're wondering why you're not selling many tickets for things, yeah, put put some information on the table. Yeah, every yeah. table, you yeah, know, because yeah. posters on walls, people walk past them. They don't sort of stand and read the walls often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and they put them in toilets and behind the door, and that's you know only yeah. going to uh, appeal to the you know half a dozen people that go for a crouch. It's a good shout. Yeah. It's a good shout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I have another tip by uh, another promoter, James Alderson. And what one thing that he uses as a bit of a litmus test, which I, I definitely think works, is, is when he's looking at a new area, go on to the local Facebook pages and sort of say things like, who wants a comedy night and whatnot. Mm. And if, there's a, if it gets traction... He thinks, well, hang on a minute, this looks good. Yeah, and and I did exactly that. A Woodbridge, not not by design, but I, I was actually sort of asking, and I wanted to know if there was a venue nearby because it's forty five minute drive from Southwark. It means I can double up. Mm. So uh, I did exactly that, and I got a big take up of people, big discussion. I thought, yeah. oh, this gonna they're well connected. And it sounds like they put the money where the mouth is as well, because it's yeah. all very well. You know, often people won't say it's a bad idea. Uh, it's like when when punters, you know, say, "Oh, we're going to have a comedy night in the pub." Nobody says that's rubbish. But it, it's whether they turn up and, uh, uh, and fill well, the I, seats. I also think those Facebook groups can be pretty potent, but I think they, I think they can sort of tipple over to a point where they're too big and everybody turns them off, so mm -hmm. they don't appear in people's feeds. I mean, I turned out, you know, during lockdown, it, there was just lunatics on there ranting, so you just turn them off. Yeah, um, but if you can find a sleepy space, a sleepy little town where everybody's locked into the page and they're all talking to each other and it's quite vibrant, I think you're onto something there. I well, I, I post a lot around here, and the most interest comes when you chuck a little, you, you know, bit like, my like my poster gate yeah, last, yeah, yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, I mean, that stirred up a little bit of a, a of an interest and i sold the gig out within a couple of days so yeah, yeah. whoever ripped my post down thanks don't do it again but thank you yeah yeah um you did me you did me proud there um yeah please don't do it again i've put more posters up yeah and if you go and have a close look they are stapled within an inch of their life yeah, you, yeah. you know they've literally got a metal seal around the edge of it with staples <laughs> they're not coming down yeah and and if somebody does rip them off you can't go crying to Facebook to sell tickets again because you've done that last month. I, yeah. 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 
Although there's loads of uh, there's loads of um, shit events coming up where people have been ripping their posters down, and putting it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there and you've a promoter, just try that trick and let us know yeah. how it went. How it went. Comedy shithousery. What have we got under the uh, heading of comedy shithousery this week? Yeah, I put down red wine Karens. I've noticed a phenomena. What is that? Uh, and there is, I mean, Karen's a bit of a disrespectful term, but I've noticed that there is a a, a brand of lady um, who, who gets to around late 40s uh, and before they get to 60, I'm assuming that's their age, they get completely hammered and they get very opinionated and entitled and loud at comedy gigs. Have you noticed this guy? Yeah, did you meet some the other night? I I did, but they may well be listening. Might they give you told them all listen to the podcast? Well, but, to be honest, uh, you know, middle aged middle class pissheads is fifty percent of my dem- target demographic. Yeah, to be fair, and I love them. And if you've got uh, the ability to pay sort of fifteen or twenty quid to get to a comedy gig, I'm not going to discriminate against you, unless I need material for podcast. But <laughs> but I have noticed there's a lot of these red wine cannons around. Like they get absolutely hammered. They want to tell. They'll come over and start talking to the acts and say, "Oh, there was one talking to um, uh, one of one of the acts. Try to sell her a ticket to the gig where I've got Reginald D. Hunter coming." And she just looked at me and went, "I've seen him." And then carried on talking to the act. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, okay. Let me let me just um, let me just clarify this. So, you 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 you're coming to my gigs. And you don't pay for a ticket, and then you s- try and sell tickets to to the people that come to my gigs. Can I? Am I right? On red wine Karens, I just wanted to say that well, I think they've always existed. But I think when I was a kid, a they looked older to me because I was a kid, and b they probably did actually look a lot older because I would, when so when a lady was in their late fifties, uh, sorry mid fifties. In the sort of seventies and eighties, they were all bags to me then, and they probably looked like it. There was nothing that they could. There was no needles they could stick in their faces. And now they're gilfs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, the wandering around looking hot. Um, <laughs> well, maybe to me because my my uh, window of what looks hot has obviously changed since I was ten. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't your missus listen to this? Yeah. So 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 in a weird way, you. What what I'm saying is that these red wine cannons they're basically miserable old bags, but like tarted up a bit, aren't they? <laughs> oh, on that subject though, of acts getting drunk and talking to uh, sorry, act not acts and um, punters getting drunk and talking to the acts. Last night, right at the, at the White Horse, one of the features of my gigs, which is the only thing that's probably missing, is a green room where the acts can just get away. I I don't really have green yeah, rooms yeah, right. in the summer they can use a bowling hut around here which is actually quite cozy and then come across when they're ready but um so they're sat out in the bar and that exposes them to pissed up punters yeah um yeah. win or lose you know and then uh last night i was there and there was one bloke and i just caught the end of the conversation and he'd gone up to um mark flynn and i, I verified this with with craig so craig was on in the middle and mark was on after him and mike gum was stood with them as well and this this bloke Went up to them and said, and said, to, and basically said to Mark, "I thought you were the best on the night." In front of the others. In front of the others, and then he sort of turned to Craig and went, uh, "No offence, like, or 
<laughs> and then and then and then he sort of paused for a bit. They were all a bit a bit uncomfortable yeah, yeah, with him yeah, just yeah. coming out with it. Mike's also stood there. Um, and then he, and then and then they sort of drifted away. This bloke sort of drifted away, and, and I sort of muttered under his breath, "I really should just shut my mouth or something like that." <laughs> so along those lines. Anyway, oh. he, he then booked a get. Then the same guy booked a ticket for Arthur Smith next month. And this morning I had an email saying, oh, I've booked it for Beckles and it should be Chedgrave. Oh, what a fucking... pain in the ass, that is. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, uh, Simon, uh, no, not, yeah, I think his name's uh, Simon. Um, uh, yeah, have a word. Just don't, just don't speak. There's a disproportionate amount of Simons that listen to this. I know, I know, I'll tell you, what, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sai. In, uh, is that another stuff. Simon? It's an, another, another one. Um, yeah. I was at breakfast this morning and Sai came, came along and said he's loving the podcast. So, where, where, so that I did say give him a shout out, Sai Roberts. So where were you at breakfast? They go, they you go, make mate. it sound like you're in a hotel. Uh, well, what it, what it was, there's there's a like a B and B, a charity B and B in Lower Stuff called the Lord Kitchener's, Lord Kitchener's or some. I think I've got got that right. The guy who does the uh, pointing and wanting you to go in the army. That's Lord Chip. You, you know the old posters. Uh, we want you to join the army. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm completely ruining the catchphrase, but the, the, the <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible. <laughs> no, I have We would have lost the war with I, that one. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking of the status quo song. Oh, oh, and another shout out to Claire there. Claire says she she knew that I was doing a podcast, and she's going on holiday to some equatorial paradise. She's going off in a week or so. so she's just going to land a sunbed for for like. A fortnight, so she needs something to do. So she said, "Can I listen to the podcast?" So, she'll well, you don't need permission. So, you don't need our uh, permission yeah, to listen to it. But she'll be on a sunbed now, drinking a big gin or whatever. Yeah, so no, you listening can't. Listening to us two prattling on. No, you while cannot. She's in paradise. But yeah, categorically, no, you cannot listen to this podcast if that's your environment. Uh, you listen to it when you're back here yeah. in bloody cold, windy Loddon. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of stuff actually, but yeah. Oh, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about an act that I had booked during the lockdowns for a gig and then he pulled out at the last minute and pretended it wasn't in his diary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. And I was chatting to um, Craig Smalls yesterday. Craig listens to this regularly. Um, and I was Hello, chatting to Craig. him yesterday and he came up to me and he said, oh, uh, that bloke you were talking about, that... That's not how he talks, but this is I'm I'm channeling my inner Craig at the moment. Um, he goes that bloke you were talking about the act that pulled out and then said he went loopy during the lockdown. He, is it? And he gave his name and I said yeah. He goes I thought so. I knew it. I knew it. When you said that, I knew it because he did the same to me. Uh, he said he'd gone loopy during the lockdown and and, yeah, yeah. and and pulled out of a gig. So yeah. So is that it, act making it sound like he's uh, is it Terry Herpes? No, it's Frank Furter, isn't it? We had Frank Furter, but I also Terry Herpes. Frank was the one I was talking about. He's not as innocent as he might make out to be. Well, we <laughs> we have a bit that we call Parking Like a Twat in Loddon and Cheddargrave, named after the Facebook group, which is full of local vitriol and, and whatnot. But we've, we've spoken an awful lot about that. But there was, a, 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 you know, it, this isn't going to set the world on fire, this this subject, but we've written down. But let's touch on it briefly, see where he goes. And that is the absolute carnage this week, which was the uh, temporary traffic lights outside the White Horse, 
which when they weren't working they weren't working and they were stuck on red and there was a massive fallout on the facebook and yeah. people properly losing their yeah, shit yeah and some people saying well you know if the if the council had done this and done that and yeah, then the councillor yeah, on yeah. there going yes we did we handed delivered yeah, yeah. notices to everybody and then there's about at the back of that there's a queue of traffic and there's probably simon peck at the white horse um selling them bacon butties and tea yeah yeah <laughs> hey do you think it might have been simon that's yeah, yeah. well he, he put a, he put a comedy um signpost outside so the more the more uh yeah the more cars that stopped there it's probably you was it you who did that <laughs> get people to look at your <laughs> comedy posters yeah. listen i can't i cannot confirm or deny confirm or deny that yeah, yeah. so it's probably you that ripped up the poster and it's probably you that wrecked the traffic lights well, listen, calling complete carnage in the name of comedy. welcome to the promoter mouths <laughs> <laughs> What else, he, what else he got on, like, parking like a twat in London and Chad Grave? Well, no, we did a bit about the poster selling out the gig. You know, thank you again. Um, we've got a um, a DIY, garden, garden and DIY on the high street. Oh, yeah. And if you place. go past there, and I'm going to put a picture of this on the Promoter Mouse page on Facebook. Um, there, uh, Hats off to them. Um, I commend them, highly commend them, because their window display is freaking amazing. In what, in what way? Well, they've got fork hand fork handles in hanging up, and then underneath it they've got four candles, and they've got some O's, and they've got a, and it's it's themed for uh, for the two Ronnies. It's amazing. So they've got four you know, candles and fork handles. Yeah. And and they, yeah, and, and they, they've got as a homage to to the to, two Ronnies. Ronnies, and it is totally themed. It looks brilliant, and it's really really neat. So well done to Lodden DIY and Gardening DIY. Um, that took some thought, took a lot of effort, and actually it's far better than the window displays they used to have, which used to have like random fans and kind of toasters and things like that in the window. Yeah. This is this is a proper good good effort. And I'm going to put a photograph of it on the on the page, yeah. and uh, yeah, well done, Lodden. Garden and DIY. They're very helpful in there as well. Yeah. Like they literally will sell everything. They, they, they have, have got this weird system still in place left over from the pandemic days of uh, of distancing where you have to come in through the back door and go out through the front door onto the high street. That's the stop for thieves days. Oh, is I it? I, I think so. I've no, I've no, I've no a few places. Well, stop anyone ducking in and nicking something. Well, no, because it's like the front door on the front of the place is locked. You've got to go in and go through. It's a one-way system. Uh, and then you've got to come out through the front door and then go round to the car park. They've been to IKEA, haven't they? And thought, ah, no, no, I'm having some <laughs> <Yeah>. of this. Sticks <laughs> of four candles, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in the next section, we call opinion halls, and we basically use this section to sort of loosely identify people that have been gobbing off mainly on the internet or on whatever media they like. And and we use it as a launching point for gobbing off ourselves or, or saying what we think about stuff. Um, so in this week, we've got... Well, do you want to go first, Kai? You've, I see you've got something Well, there. no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just saw something. I, I didn't really spend much time thinking about this, but I saw something about Jeremy Clarkson, the fallout from his um, uh, unsavoury comments about... Um, Oh, the royal family and that. A princess. No, she's not. Meghan Markle, wasn't it? But it was a scene from Game of Thrones or something where they paraded somebody naked and threw yeah, shit yeah. at her. Yeah, and yeah. Su- and he suggested that that should be treatment um, that 
somebody uh, that Meghan Markle no, no. should should receive. It's nice and topical. It's about three weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But now, now um, he he lost all of his contracts. Um, oh, did he? For what was it? The the Amazon contract, and, yeah, he, yeah. and he'd lost another thing. And he's still on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And people have been saying, well, he should be canned from that as well. But now female guests are refusing to appear on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, um, the celebrity one, I think. So... Um, really? So it's just a matter of time before um, he, he's he's going to have a podcast and be doing a tour yeah. <laughs> of comedy well, yeah. clubs. I think could calling it the sausage sandwich tour. You could call it the uh, I don't know, I the, don't know. <laughs> the, the wanky farmer tour or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't. Yeah, where where do I feel about that? Not that you've asked me, but um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a, it's it's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, I find him reasonably entertaining, uh, um, and. Uh, I think it would be a duller world without the likes of Clarkson in it. Um, you know, history repeats, so he can't help himself. And I think it's just got worse for him, if anything. You know, yeah. people are more sense sensitive to the stuff he says. He used to get away with it; he doesn't now. You know, there's a lot of stuff people used to get away with that they couldn't now, and, yeah, and it's, it's catching up with him. Yeah, I think people missed the fact that it was a flowery reference to Game of Thrones, which didn't they help did him miss out. that? Yeah, and 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 people, there's a lot of people who would choose to miss that just to sort of. But if you've got a, if you've got a media team behind you that are trying to um, you know clear a path for you, um, he doesn't stand a chance, you know. Yeah. And that's that's what he's up against, you know. You've got Prince Harry and you've got Meghan Markle, and and the amount of money and effort that's gone into keeping them afloat, I think, yeah. in terms of you know media image and what have you. Uh, yeah, he didn't stand a chance. If he does go into podcast, it'll sound exactly like the foe. Alan Partridge podcast, won't it? There won't be any difference. <laughs> It'll be exactly yeah, that. Yeah. It's definitely part of the same universe. Yeah, and he'll find a platform where he can say what he wants. It's just not that one. Yeah, it's not yeah. the one that that generates a lot of sponsorship and, and a lot of endorsements. That, that's what is paying his wages. And you you have to toe the line. You can't just say what you want. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, yeah, we know from doing this, we 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 have to. There's a lot of bits that you kindly cut out to stop me getting bloody cancer. But, but I, I, also, I'm a teacher, and you know, I know. I'm, when I was working in schools, you know what side your bread's buttered on, and you just don't, you know, you you don't behave in certain ways, and you know, not not when people can see you anyway. Yeah. And you've got to be really careful because you you know you there are things you want to say, and you can't even say them in the staff room because it'll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 the, the fear is is that we say something which is all right to say today, and then twenty years time this podcast is still there, but doing something completely different. Yeah. Somebody will unearth it, and they'll say you made a joke about whatever it was. You know, I think I know which one we're talking about. <laughs> which one? Prophet Mohammed. Oh yeah, well it was that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah. going to leave that one in again. That's three yeah. three weeks in a row. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fat twat. <laughs> Give me the opportunity to use my fat twat joke. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. I thought that was what was happening last night. By the way, oh yeah, you <laughs> thought you were being attacked by a fat twat. <laughs> 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 Brilliant! Uh, yeah. He's found me. It was yeah. the timing was impeccable. I literally just walked out the door of the place, and he came running towards me. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it did look a little bit like. I mean, big big about to partridge as well. It looked like it, it sort of looked a bit partridge, didn't it? That bit like you know. I was, ex <laughs> I was expecting. I was expecting you to say, "No way, you big spastic! You're a mentalist." <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have said that, you'd have got some views on TikTok. <laughs>
Hellfire and Damnation. Um, noodles. Yeah, we did a, uh, there's an indoor golf thing in Norwich called Put Put Noodles. Their USP is the fact that you can play golf and also eat noodles. They don't have any noodles, so it's put put no noodles. So it's, it's just basically a crazy golf course. Oh, you can't say crazy golf course. I found that out. Yeah, you, you've got to say adventure golf. What's wrong with crazy golf? Well, think move about this it. up to the opinion horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't you say crazy golf? Uh, because mental health. Oh, and piss off! No, seriously, that is a new one to me. Have you? No, it's not for me because in my day job, we were looking at uh, looking at several of these, and uh, yeah, it became anyone very for bad. adventure golf. Well, that's what it's called. If you, and if you look anywhere now, it's not called crazy golf. You, you're not allowed. You, wow. you can't do it. That, so, so on a corporate along, level, you can't do it. That goes along the lines of um, when you used to say, "Um, oh, let's all sit down and do some brainstorming." No, can't do that now. You can't brainstorm. Can't brainstorm. You thought shower. Oh, that sounds disgusting, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you kinky bastard. <laughs> you, no, you couldn't do brainstorms because of some disorder that people have. Um, was it epilepsy or something? Brainstorms. Oh, I see. Right, yeah. Um, something like that. No, I still brainstorm. So it's, is it, well, it, just try and stop me. We, wheeling it back to what, you know, if, if we bang on about crazy golf in five years time somebody listens to this and the zeitgeist yeah. just shifted along sufficiently enough we are then basically Clarkson yeah you know you can yeah. see how easy it is well I can yeah yeah those yeah crazy yeah imagine it's, it's fucking mental <laughs> <laughs> yeah do, 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 do you want to bang on about dodgy car dealers well it was a very quick one we, we were looking for a car and we want to chop ours in and get a, a, a car for my daughter to learn in and uh, and um my wife and, and her to be able to drive so we've saw a couple on facebook marketplace or uh, no it was on also trader i think um down in it was down in hellsworth actually so we went down there to see it and i i gave him a message this was on a sunday and then he rang me this, this was probably a red flag right i'd messaged him to say oh i'm interested in the car um and he rang me at like 9 30 on a sunday night he called my phone to speak to me about my message to him. Now, I, I didn't expect that. You know, I, I, yeah, was, I yeah. was thinking, yeah, pick that up on Monday. Anyway, he was a proper geezer. You know, if you could put the voice of a car dealer, yeah. On a blog. On a blog. But if you had a typical voice that a car dealer's I, got. I, I'm thinking, I don't want to sort of get myself cancelled from Essex A bit again, like but, Mark Flynn. But, you know, know, uh, like... <laughs> and I was thinking the rough end of Essex, <laughs> okay. to be honest. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he was a proper geezer. We turned up there, and he's got like th three little cars. They're sort of Toyota Ago things, little one-liter cars, right? So you've got three of them parked up there. And I thought, this is promising. Went up to the first one. It's a Cat D, I think. Um, and it was a, a couple of grand. Went to the next one, and it's got loads of broken glass inside the headlight uh, like just floating around inside there's loads oh, right, of shattered yeah. glass anyway that was that one went to the third one it was a black one opened the door and it stunk of spray paint inside looked at the door cards and he'd fucking sprayed them really badly so it was sort of running down in lines on this thing and the windows were open to let the smell out and and he's like right oh, yeah, do, do you want to take one out do you want to have a go on one no and I'm like <laughs> I'm like what's going on with the door cards there oh yeah they were all scratched up so I sprayed them and I go yeah I can see you sprayed them and it was just black yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. even grey or or even a nice it just badly gloss blacked them 
And I just said, I said, we should have just got some door cards. Ah, oh, no, no, there was a four week lead time on it. And I'm like that. Anyway, just for a laugh, I just looked on eBay and it was like door cards, 26 quid. I said, well, you could have got some on eBay. Anyway, that, you know, you could, I wasn't winding him up, but I'm just like, fuck's sake, man. Next car goes, what, what's going on with the headlight there? Oh yeah, yeah, the bulb's shattered inside. And I'm like, well, are you trying to sell the car? Because surely yeah. you should you, get, sort it out. Yeah, you? get the glass out of it. Um, the third one, it was like, um, Cap D, I said, so what was wrong with that? Oh, the panels, just the panels, just the panels. <laughs> Do you want to take one for a drive? And I'm like, no. Is it a Friday night he was ringing you? No, this uh, was on a Sunday. A Sunday night, yeah. at what time? Half past nine. And then we went we went on the Monday or, or to, to have a look. To over, overuse a phrase we've used several times on this podcast, that's fucking mental. <laughs> Why would he be ringing up punters that time on a well, Sunday? Well, exactly. I just well, I I sent him a message to to and and naturally you get um you know it goes to him and then and then it comes back, and then he's going well we we prefer appointments to be made but we just we just turned on our heels and went out of there because it's like if you can't if it, all three of these cars have got something wrong with them and and another one the the bumper on the front all the paint was peeling off of it yeah, yeah. oh no that'll get all done it'll look pristine it'll look pristine and i'm like if you if that's what you did to the inside yeah. door cards mate no thanks we'll deliver it to you you get your money back in seven days if you don't like it i'm like no chance that is not not going to happen is it yeah. anyway dodgy car dealers do one yeah, yeah all right um we had a complaint didn't we we had a complaint um yeah we've had one complaint did we um yeah in last week's episode I used, we were talking about uh, supermarket store cards, weren't we? Yes. And I said my Tesco's card. Was that in the last yeah. yeah. We talked about my Tesco's card and we've had a complaint um, from a regular listener um, who, who probably should know better. Um, <laughs> uh, that is not Tesco's, it's Tesco. Tesco. Well, he's right. Well, he is, but, you but, know. Uh, but the thing is, Kai, I, I think he's right to correct you. And you, normally at this point in the pod, you correct me on the things that I've said wrong. Now you're complaining about somebody who's corrected you. Yeah, but this was this was from Grandpa John. And I, I think I'm with him. Have some of that. <laughs> All right. All right. But I, I like the fact that somebody else is correcting you. Um, you know, and I know you don't like it because you're, you're an English teacher by trade. So what you do naturally is correct people's English if they get place names wrong or whatnot, which is fine. I can put up with that. And to to flip it around the other way, you tell me other way you can read out the uh, format nicely. That's nice, isn't so, it? Yeah. I no, think you uh, always balance the praise with with just a gentle kind of improve a, a, a way to improve. It's kind of um, yeah. It's 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 good practice. Quick shout out to John actually. Uh, uh, John John's a force for good in comedy. This he, is... he, he does mentor uh, a lot of acts and sort of help and bring them through and giving them encouragement and advice. And I'm glad that he does that. Yes, and he does tap me up sometimes and uh, and suggest acts that would do well on on my stage. And I, I thank him for that. And they always do. Um, yeah, nice one, John Man. We're almost uh, drawing to a close here, aren't we? This has been good. And this one, we have videoed it. Um, so that we might put some clips on um, somehow just to get it out there in a different format and maybe muster up a bit more interest. Yeah, and probably. we're always trying, aren't we? Yeah. If you are listening to this or if, you, if you've got this far, thank you so much again. I mean, this is number seven. We're amazed 
it's got the longevity has had. <laughs> um, if you would like to support it and um, and maybe help us to keep it going, Patreon is um, linked on our um, Acast page and and on our. Um, Facebook page as well. It's a pleasure, isn't it? As ever, it is. there is a lot. Can I, can, can I just say, there's a, a uh, um, is this on record or is, this record? is on record, right? Yeah, go on. Um, when I leave here tonight, guess where I'm going? Oh, I think I know. Are you going for a curry? I am, and I'm going to the curry house that plays Ed Sheeran. Instead you going of like, up? To... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. have have I sold you on the idea of going to the masala? I think what's happened. I reckon you sold the missus yeah. because she's listened to this. And and the next minute we've got booked in. Nice. We're booked in at the so massage. She's booked us in. So yeah, it, last time I went, the food was good. So yeah, great. Uh, and no, that's that's nice. I, I'll come back and let you know what what they were playing. She'll be buying four candles next week. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come. I don't know what she's going to do with them, but <laughs> brilliant. So let's sign off. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. If you do want to go to that Patreon link, please do. But um, we're going to sign off now with a bit of music, which will come in about now. And then uh, we will start looking at what we're going to do next time. Thank yeah. you, Pablo. Thanks, Kai. See you next week. We won't see them, will you? Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.